This is the weekly sales meeting for January 14th, 2024. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, why aren't we first to the party more often? The first person through the wall always gets bloody. I heard this in an interview with entrepreneur Mark Cuban. There's a ton of truth in that statement. It is a metaphorical expression, one that encapsulates the challenges and risks associated with being a trailblazer. Those who take the initial step into uncharted territory are likely to face difficulties. These obstacles can be insurmountable for those of weak constitution. It is why there are so few willing to break out of the binds of tradition. It requires a different attitude. It takes courage and determination to push the boundaries of what is known and accepted. Innovation and progress demand a willingness to confront adversity head-on. And it is almost a certainty that there will be unexpected difficulties. Behind every significant achievement lies a story of resilience and persistence. History is brimming with examples of individuals who scaled the metaphorical wall. Pioneers often emerged on the other side, transformed and a bit scarred. The first person through the wall embodies the spirit of daring. It is a willingness to embrace the unknown. It means facing challenges, ridicule, even failure. This is enough to deter the masses. If you are in the sales department, you must embrace the unknown. The struggle comes with the territory. Make every day about blazing a new trail and learning a new skill. There are times when we must come to grips with the idea that our old ways are not working. We must set out in search of something new. It is a pivotal moment that sparks introspection, adaption, and growth. We must acknowledge familiar strategies are no longer yielding the desired outcomes. We are almost forced to reevaluate our processes and assumptions. We must change or become obsolete. And there, we start to question what we've been doing all along. The answers are frightening. It is hard to admit that the actions that got us to this point are no longer working. It forces us to challenge conventional wisdom. It demands a willingness to step outside comfort zones. We either embrace change or perish. Resistance to change and fear of the unknown hinder progress. The sheer effort required to create this new inertia sounds a lot like work. Overcoming these self-imposed barriers requires clear vision. It takes leadership. It takes a long-term collective commitment to exploring new possibilities. Embracing the idea of the old ways no longer working is a testament to human adaptability. It means we are open to learning from our mistakes, evolving in pursuit of a better future. As Charles Darwin wrote, it is not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent. It is the one most responsive to change. The same holds true for business. Those that are the most adaptable are the survivors. Look at your current business. How adaptable are you to new ideas, new processes, and new ways of doing business? Or are you clinging to the way it has always been, hoping to run out the clock? Companies must adapt to evolving markets, technologies, and consumer preferences. We must embrace the idea that what we used to do is not working. We should be open to new possibilities. This can inspire a culture of continuous improvement. Unfortunately, it can have the opposite effect. When we look at what we've always done, we often retreat to the couch or the easy chair. As we advance in years, the prospect of learning something new or a new way of doing things is like a wet fish to the face. It is times two for those who have put in a long career doing what we have always done, even in the face of mounting evidence of coming change. We tend to dig into the old ways, and that is times two when we learn change impacts our legacy. Humans are resistant to change by nature. Some of it is psychological, some of it is physiological, and there is an element of social factors. 
it comes down to that ever-fearful C-word, change. And change disrupts the status quo. It pushes us outside of our comfort zone. It introduces uncertainty. As we get older, we want less and less uncertainty. We prefer the trappings of comfort to the potential disruption of change. This triggers a wide range of human emotions. One is fear of the unknown. The human brain is hardwired to seek safety and predictability. Change introduces ambiguity and unpredictability. These activate the brain's threat response. It leads to added anxiety, and the anxiety manifests itself as resistance. As we age, we relax and drift into our own comfort zones. We develop routines and habits. They provide a sense of familiarity. They bring us security. Stepping out of these comfort zones requires effort and sounds a lot like work. And work means a decrease in comfort. This makes change suboptimal. Many decisions come down to two areas, fear and hope. To be more specific, it is fear of loss or hope of gain. You might think hope of gain would be the winner here, but the opposite is true. Humans are more sensitive to potential losses. In our minds, change involves giving up what we have now in favor of what might be, even if the potential benefits outweigh the losses. And this puts a mental roadblock in the middle of the road of change. Change often challenges existing beliefs and values. This leads to what psychologists would call cognitive dissonance and what you and I would call a state of mental discomfort. Because we don't like to be uncomfortable, we resist new information and cling to old ways. Momentum and inertia drive the human condition. As we get older, we are moving in a certain direction. We are like the earth spinning on its axis. Our habits and routines become ingrained over time. When forced to change our ways, it acts as an off-ramp for the uncomfortable. Societal norms also drive this anxiety. Very few want to go against the grain or row against the current. People tend to seek validation and acceptance from their peers and society at large. The fear of standing out from the crowd or facing criticism for deviation can be paralyzing. This fear of social judgment leads to conformity and a reluctance to be the first to embrace something new. We love to have control over our environment. Change can make individuals feel as though they are losing this control, and lack of control creates more anxiety. It creates more resistance to change. But the easiest way to ease this consternation is to be part of the team guiding the future. As Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And then there is the sunk cost fallacy. Many companies suffer from this affliction. See if you recognize this at yours. This cognitive bias is the root cause of corporate waste. Companies continue to invest time, effort, or money into projects that produce substandard results. They do so because of their legacy. These companies have invested, or sunk, resources into failing plans. Because of the legacy investments, there is a resistance to abandoning these old practices. Overcoming resistance to change requires acknowledging these factors. Once realized, we must install strategies to address them. Understanding the psychology of resistance paves the way for adaptive and successful change. If we are in leadership roles, it is up to us to usher in a pathway to the future that doesn't threaten the human mind. The mind is hardwired to resist, so we must help it make the connection between what was, what is, and what may be to come. What if you are an employee at an operation going through this change? The best way to overcome this resistance is to volunteer to be part of the team leading it. It is up to the company to communicate and disseminate as much information as possible. The team needs to know the why behind the shift. If clouded in secrecy, there will be more skepticism and more resistance. Remember, people don't buy into a new plan because you said, this is what we are doing. They view it from a selfish lens, one rooted in the brain's protective mechanisms. 
The human brain's inclination to protect us from danger is a fundamental survival mechanism. It has evolved over time. The hard wiring is an intricate interplay of neural circuits, emotions, and cognitive processes. Part of the brain's function is to detect and respond to threats. This stems from the ancient fight-or-flight response. It is an instinctual reaction triggered when the brain perceives potential danger. It has evolved from the time of the caveman. It was born of necessity, as at that time, leaving the comfort of the cave might mean you are dinner for a saber-toothed tiger. When faced with a threat, the brain releases stress hormones. You get a shot of cortisol and adrenaline. It is preparing the body for swift actions, most often flight. This hard wiring is reinforced by the brain's ability to learn and remember. Negative experiences or encounters with danger get etched into our memory. They stay there as a reminder to avoid similar situations in the future. Anything looking like a threat we encountered before meets a similar first response. It is a practical learning mechanism. This is where emotions kick in. Fear, for instance, is a powerful emotion. It is one that alerts us to danger. It prompts us to take protective measures. The brain's limbic system handles emotions. It works in tandem with the other brain regions. They test situations and decide whether they pose a threat. The brain processes sensory information from the environment in real time. It seeks patterns and anomalies that could signal danger. Most of this work is on the subconscious level. It is why it takes so much of our energy. It is what allows us to respond with speed to unexpected events or potential harm. This protective instinct is valuable for survival, but in the everyday operation of our lives, it can also contribute to biases, which in turn lead to misinterpretations and overreactions. The brain's threat detection mechanisms may misfire. It can perceive non-threatening situations as dangerous. When they look and feel familiar, our protective mechanism will kick in. Sometimes experience can be the worst teacher in the future. It is why John Paul Getty wrote, in times of rapid change, experience could be your worst enemy. He knew the human brain could be working against our adaptability. It is making future decisions based on previous experiences. And the older we get, the worse that is. What used to be an adventure, when we were young and inquisitive, becomes a threat to our way of life. This fear of the unknown holds a unique charm. Buried in the core of the brain's activity is an innate drive to seek novelty. Curiosity is a powerful cognitive force that compels humans to explore. We want to explore and make sense of our new environment. When faced with the unknown, the brain experiences a surge in dopamine. This is the neurotransmitter associated with pleasure and reward. New, interesting, and different creates a positive feedback loop. Because of this, we continue to want to uncover new information or experiences. But the other part of the brain, the one responsible for keeping us alive, says otherwise. It says the unknown looks like a threat. So let's pump adrenaline into the body to prepare for a fight or flight response. This is a base element. If we didn't have the ability to reason, we would act a lot like the rest of the animal kingdom. But we are appointed this master of the universe ability. We should use it to override the base programming. Deep in the recesses of the human mind, we are adept at predicting outcomes based on past experiences. When confronted with the unknown, the brain engages in speculative thinking. It often generates a sense of excitement and anticipation. The prospect of discovering something novel triggers a sense of adventure. Here comes the hope of gain again as a decision trigger. This adaptive trait has been preserved in the brain's neural circuitry over time. 
Our basis internal elements are designed to protect us from threats. Contrast that with the brain's natural desire for exploration, and this is a dichotomy of neuroses. To be adaptable, we must first quell the fight-or-flight response. As we age, we must remind ourselves of all the good things that have emerged from taking the first step. Not what others have done, but what we have done. I venture to guess more good has come from exploration. This is better than the bad the base element of the brain is acting to protect us from. Make your first thought about how can we, rather than we can't do that because. Do this and you will find yourself leading the change that produces a better future. My new book, 52 Weekly Sales Meetings, is now available on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.